Hi everyone, I'm Coach Mike and welcome to this episode of the MindFit Method Podcast. As promised in our last episode, today I'm going to tell you the story of Jake. Jake was uh, one of the students, one of our first students actually, when MindFit USA opened all the way back in 2017. And he was in first grade at the time. Um, his whole family is just an absolute inspiration. Um, but Jake um, had an absolutely incredible, amazing, and epic failure that I almost didn't let happen. And I actually had to get out of my own way in order to let this failure be as incredible as it was. Let's cue the theme music and we'll be right back. So the giant question is this, how do we as parents, teachers, school administrators, policymakers, coaches, how do we prepare our kids for a future that doesn't yet exist? All while making them healthier, more creative, more innovative, better problem solvers, and overall successful contributors to society. That is the question, and this podcast has the answers. My name is Coach Mike, and welcome to the MindFit Method Podcast. All right, so let's talk about Jake's epic failure and how I almost failed in doing something that would not have been a good failure. You know, there's good failures and there's bad failures. Um, but let's talk about Jake's failure. So when Jake came in for a trial class, for MindFit, it was his first experience with MindFit. Did the exercise side, and he was a kid who was not into exercise or sports at the time at all. Just wasn't his thing. But he loved science. He loved the world of STEM. His dad was a as a uh, engineer, and you know he couldn't wait to get on that side. But the buy-in, as always, uh, to get into the STEM side of MindFit was the fitness side. You had to put in the effort on the fitness side. So after doing the workout and then after going through the decomp room, we went and on that day, I showed him, I, I took him through a lesson of how to 3D design his own fidget spinner. And, you know, kids love fidget spinners. As soon as you give them one, they're instantly going to start playing it with it. But to have him design his own that we were then going to print out and load the bearings into so that he actually had a working fidget spinner that he could take home in a couple of days, he was stoked. So uh, we went through the lesson and Jake was ahead of his time, no doubt about it, but he was also ahead of the teachings in most areas of the lesson. And sometimes being ahead is good, and sometimes it isn't. And as we got towards the end of class, we finished the lesson and he started making some modifications. Uh, so he took a you know three-arm fidget spinner and put uh, essentially like a halo around it, like Saturn's rings uh, connecting them. And then he put diamonds on the edges of them. And then on top of it, he started stretching it because he said he wanted it to be really big and wasn't really grasping the idea that you can't make it bigger because the bearing is 22.4 millimeters. And if you don't have it, you know, exact, the bearing's not going to fit and it's not going to spin. But he was on a mission and just as class was ending, 
that day. He's like, okay, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Can you print it? Can you print it? Can you print it? And uh, I said, yes, yes, I will absolutely print it. His mom came and picked him up and they walked out the door. He was the last class for the day. And I remember locking the door and thinking to myself, oh, this fidget spinner is a disaster. So I went back to the computer that he was, um, that he was sitting at, sat down and looked at the screen and I knew exactly what I had to do to fix it. And I remember this so visibly. I lifted my hand up to put my hand on the mouse to start fixing it and actually spoke out loud to myself. There was no one else in the room at that time and said, no, I couldn't touch it. I had to leave it alone. I had to let him fail. I knew the print wasn't going to print correctly. I knew it wasn't. But if I fixed it, then he was just going to think that he could do anything on, on a 3D design program. We were using Tinkercad at the time. And then it was just going to come out right, even if it wasn't. And I wasn't okay with that. That's exactly what I didn't want. I not only wanted him to be able to have the opportunity to fail, but then we had to take the correct next steps afterwards. So I printed it. And yes, it came out a disaster. Um, the next day came and went. He came for class uh, later that afternoon. And as the coach, I was actually nervous. I was nervous to hand him that fidget spinner because I felt like he was going to be devastated and not want to come back. And he walked in the room, instantly ran in the STEM room, totally try attempted to bypass the, uh, the fitness room that day. And he said to me, is it done? Is it done? Can I see it? Can I see it? And I already had it in my hand. I was probably shaking because I was so nervous that he was just going to be disgusted and hate me. And so I handed it to him and said nothing. And what he did next is exactly what defines a fidgeteer. He looked at it and says, oh, okay, well, I stretched this too far over here and those rings aren't centered and the printing didn't work right because there were no supports underneath it. I got to go fix it. He did the one thing that I had most hoped he would do, which was not only recognize his failure, but then have the gumption and the grit to go and take the next step and go fix it. So I had to break off his creative chain for a second because we had to go do fitness first because that's just how every class was done. Um, but then, you know, uh, he got into the STEM room and normally it would have been a different class that day, but we had just opened. I didn't have that many kids in class. So I let him, um, fix his fidget spinner and truth be told that one wasn't perfect either. Um, we did print it. It came out so much better, but there were still a couple little things that needed to be fixed. And after the third try, he nailed it. And he was so proud of that spinner um, because not only did he learn how to do it, he then did it and made it his own, but then he fixed his own errors uh, that he had in the design process. And, you know, so much to unpack in, in this. First is the fact that 
you know, when you're when you're being creative or you start a project, there's different levels that you get involved. So you can be a contributor to a project where you get all excited, you start something, um, but then that's where it ends. Or you can see it to conclusion. So you can contribute to conclusion, meaning you take it all the way through to the end. Um, this is a hard thing, not only for kids to do, for adults to do. I don't know about you guys, but how many times have I started a, you know, home project, you know, finishing a room somewhere or fixing a piece of deck or building something. And then, you know, seeing it to conclusion when it's finally done, uh, doesn't always happen. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if that happens to you as well. But um, he took it to conclusion. And the other thing to unpack in this is that he was okay with his failure. In fact, he wanted to be in the process of fixing it. He wanted that. He just didn't want the finished product. If he wanted just the finished product, his mom could buy him a fidget spinner in the store. You know, imagine going to the store Build-A-Bear, right? What's the best part of Build-A-Bear? It's building a bear. If you just want to buy a teddy bear, you can buy a teddy bear anywhere. But it's the building process of the bear that's so important. Because as human beings, we want to contribute. We want to put work in on, on, a, on a project. And here's a very interesting story for you. If you've heard this one before, I apologize. But um, it's about Betty Crocker. Now, Betty Crocker started making uh, its cake mixes all the way back in the 1950s. And... You know, they really thought they had a winner on their hands because all they had to do was all you had to do with an original Betty Crocker cake mix was add water. That was it. Nothing else. And they put these things out. They had great marketing. It tasted great. And guess what? They didn't sell. And, you know, Betty Crocker had a lot invested and in even, you know, their name, uh, which was a very well-respected name. It didn't matter. It wasn't selling. So Betty Crocker did something interesting. Instead of um, just creating another marketing campaign and trying another, you know, group of advertisements and magazines or whatever it was, newspapers, um, they hired a psychologist to look at why would this not sell? This is something that it tastes great. It's super easy. It's super convenient. Why would it not sell? And in the end, it was because there was a guilt factor for women who were primarily the people baking at the time um, and making it because they felt like it was such a great product that they were going to get compliments on it from family members or friends and they didn't deserve them. They didn't really contribute anything into the process. Um, all they did was add water. So what's interesting was what Betty Crocker did next. What they did next was inside the original um, packaging, they had both powdered milk and powdered eggs. So they removed the powdered eggs from the recipe. So now, in addition to just adding water, you had to add eggs. And they flew off the shelves like no one had ever seen because people wanted to contribute. Even though it was something so simple as you're just cracking an egg and adding it to the, to the, uh, to the powder and then mixing it, 
it still made the people who were who were uh, baking the cakes at that time feel like they contributed. We are a society of people who wants to contribute. And sometimes as teachers, as parents, we want to do it for our kids because we want to make it as easy as possible. But we have to make them work. We got to make them work for it. Um, they want to contribute. Now, what gets difficult sometimes is getting from that them to go from contributing to their project or whatever it may be to conclusion or completion of the project. And that's where we come in as parents and teachers and coaches uh, to be able to get them to that finish line. Not by doing it for them, but instead by encouraging them and empowering them to get all the way there. Trust me, there was nothing I wanted to do more at that moment when I saw how messed up Jake's fidget spinner was than to just go and fix it. Because I wanted a situation that he walked in the next day and was just elated and so excited and so wanting to come back um, again and again and again and again to MindFit. But what I wanted and what Jake wanted were two different things. And I think as we realize more and more, if we give children the tools that they need to succeed, they will use them. We don't have to hammer that nail in for them. Sometimes we just have to give them the hammer. Guys, I hope you like this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day or your week. Um, something else I wanted to tell you, and I'm going to relay this specifically to Jake's fidget spinner. So if you've gotten the book, you've already probably know this, but if you haven't had the book yet, you've just been listening to the podcast, there is a great page of resources. It's actually a 100% free membership site on our, uh, on our homepage of the MindFit Method where you can sign up for um, video classes, tutorials, um, worksheets, all different kinds of things uh, to be able to help you. And actually in there is the exact lesson that I gave Jake when we did the, um, the fidget spinner lesson. So just go to www.themindfitmethod.com slash resources, uh, sign up for a free account. It does not cost you anything. And you can go right in there and you'll see Jake's fidget spinner um, and be able to do it yourself or even teach it to your kids at home um, or your students uh, in school. So I hope you loved this episode. If you did, give it a like. Um, and always please feel free to share it on your social media. We appreciate it so much, and I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Bye, everybody.